0: Jewish Audio on Kaban.org Rambam Mishneh Torah, Hilchas Bikurim The Laws of the First Fruits, Patek Shlishi, Chapter 3 Habikurim, the First Fruits Nesnin Eison, they are given La-Anshei Mishmer To the Kohanim who are on that shift We have learned and we will learn that the Kohanim are divided into. two 24 families, 24 groups. Each group serves a week. And whoever is on that week, the, the, the big traffic of Bikurim is uh, Shmuel's time, whoever's around that week ends up with a lot of first fruits. The Hain and they, this family, they divide it. I mean, obviously the family, the Mishmar, the group is a large group. It represents one twenty-fourth of working corner. <clears throat> now, Bikurim is, as we learned earlier, It is treated as any other holy item of the base Hamigdash. Bikurim, in this sense, is not like Truma. Truma is treated by the Kohen as his everyday food. It's just that the Kohen can eat the Truma and we can't eat it. But Bikurim is holy. Oqvar biarnu she'en Truma. We also explained that Bikurim is referred to as Truma. It has the limitations of Truma and then more. Well, the Fikach therefore, being that it also has the limitations of Truma, Zor, she'och Bikurim bikurim and Kohen. Who ate bikurim anywhere? Chayav misa shamayim would be culpable to a heavenly death penalty. The who provided that? And this would be a little bit parallel to the laws of Maaser Sheni. It has to have first entered into the walled area of Jerusalem for the full sanctity of the bikurim to come upon these first fruits. Then and after that, if a non Kohen consumes it, it's a very serious transgression, possibly punishable by a death penalty from heaven. So, therefore, what we know is that in order for the full sanctity to come upon the Bikurim, it has to have entered into Jerusalem. And therefore, if part of the Bikurim, let's say there was a big box of Bikurim, a big container, <coughs> Part of the Bikurim were in the walls, in the walled area of Jerusalem. Omik Tzosen and part of them were protruding bachutz, outside the walled area. shabafnim. If somebody who's a non-Kohen partook from the produce that was within the wall, chayov misa, there would be a death penalty. From heaven? Possible. Bahadehu hagdish l'chol and it becomes holy and consecrated in every sense of the word. V'zeshe and the one from the outside is Every day, mundane food does not take on the sanctity of Bikurim until it actually enters into the walls of Jerusalem. The Kohen must consume the Bikurim in Jerusalem. What if the Kohen... Eight of the Bikurim outside of Jerusalem after this Bikurim had already entered into the walls of Jerusalem. There is lashes. Biblical lashes possible. As it says, You cannot eat in your gates, etc. And the truma of your hands. This word truma refers to Bikurim as we already explained, Truma, in the laws of Truma, and so also in a similar scenario, which is not a good one, assuming the Kohen ate of this Bikurim before it was placed by its owner in the courtyard of the temple, which is the ritual we're going to be learning, like uh, <coughs> there is possible... Punishment of lashes, minatoidah, from Torah law, kimi shachalon bachutz, like someone who waited outside the gates, because in this case it was not put down in the courtyard of the temple and presented. Lafi because, tuunin because, Bikurim requires hanokha to be put down ba'azor in the temple courtyard. Shanema, the Chumash says, Vihinachto, you shall set it down. Lifnei, Hashem, Lifnei, before the altar of Hashem your God. The farmer comes to Jerusalem, places his Bikurim down in the courtyard. That is the offering of Bikurim. and Bazara. But when the person who brings them sets them down in the courtyard, from that moment on, Hutru, La-Kohen. It becomes permissible for the Kohen to partake of them. <laughs> Even though he did not yet make the declaration. <laughs> because the owner, farmer, has to make a declaration. But nevertheless, this declaration does not prevent the Kohen from eating it. <laughs> what if Bikurim went out of the boundaries, and then returned, there's no reason they should not be able to be eaten. The eating of Bikurim, on the one hand, is like the eating of truma for all purposes. However, it's more than that. Because as we mentioned earlier, truma is everyday food. Yaser bikkurim bikkurim is greater. Shayna Surim laein similar to Maaser shani bikkurim is forbidden to be eaten by a mourner. Utunin abbas mokem similar to Maaser shani bikkurim must be brought to Jerusalem. bikkurim and a pure kohen who eats impure bikkurim can get lashes. just like an Israelite eats Maaser shani second tithe which became. Impure, not so, with truma. so there's really a blend of laws as it relates to Bikurim between Truma laws and mysashni laws. And how do we know that first fruits are forbidden for a mourner, because it says, shall rejoice upon all the good, So here we see there's a mitzvah to eat it in a state of joy, which is not in a state of bereavement. Now he says in halakha bihaichlin baninus if somebody does eat the first fruits in a state of bereavement maknisy mardus, this would be a violation of a rabbinic law and there would be rabbinic lashes which could apply zayin abikurim tunin klee another note about bikurim was the presentation the first fruits require a beautiful container Packaging, presentation. They had designer companies who would design the Bikurim. Sh'anamer, as it says, V'samto v'atenah, you shall place it in a basket, in a container. mitzvah is the best expression of the mitzvah. If somebody has a lot of Bikurim, He brings every one of the seven species in a separate container. So he has one for wheat and one for barley and one for pomegranates and one for dates and one for figs and one for grapes and so on and so forth. However, if he blended them all and mixed them into one big vessel, basket, container, that's also no problem. However, he should not make a salad out of it. He should not mix the species together allos aedemilmato the best presentation is you take the barley and you put it at the bottom of this container or basket what have you the hitimagabeim on top of that you put wheat vezasimagabeim on top of that you put olives or twarmagabeim on top of that you place dates remeinimagabeim on top of that you put pomegranates or tainim and figs at the top of everything Now he says, but there should be some kind of separation. Today we would say wax paper, aluminum foil, paper towel, something should be separating between one species and the other. I guess their equivalent of aluminum foil and saran wrap was chutzin, vechela, palm leaves, wild grass, aolin, or other types of leaves. Now, What did we say is at the top of the container? We said figs. However, around the figs should go the most decorative item of all, the grapes. Because clusters of grapes are beautiful. So it's about presentation when it comes to Bikurim. Now the question is, okay, so the are brought in a beautiful basket container. Does the Kohen get to keep the container too? Or is the container the property of the Israelite, of the farmer? So it depends what kind of container. If he brought it in a metal container, that is, as Alfredo says, very expensive. The coin takes the bikurim and the owner, <coughs> the farmer, takes back the vessel because it's a metal exp- uh, container. Forgive the expression, they don't grow on trees. However, if he brings them in a reed or grass basket, then it's not that of an expensive material. Then the fruits and the basket goes to the Kohen. But if the Bikurim becomes impure, where we said that you really can't do anything with the Bikurim, in this case, the Kohen has nothing to do with the basket of the impure Bikurim. So the Israelite gets to take it back. Now, again, Bikurim, the presentation was a big deal. Kishayamavina Sabikurum, when they brought the first fruits, Hayumavian beyond, they would also bring with them in their hands Tayrim older and younger pigeons, which is also a very beautiful decorative artifact. They also used to hang from the sides of the basket, younger and older pigeons. What's with the pigeons? Doves. In order to beautify this presentation of the first fruits. Now, the question is what happened with these doves? The ones with the baskets were brought as burnt offerings. The ones that they held, which were not attached to the basket, they were given to the Kohen to be used as his personal property. But in any event, it's a, an additional component of the Bikurim. The wealthy people, we learned, would have silver and gold baskets. This was a whole big deal. There was a parade for Bikurim. Now he says, It's a positive commandment to make a declaration <coughs> at the time of the presentation of the Bikurim in the hamigdash. He begins, and the text is actually in the Chumash, where it says, I do declare today the God my God, that I have come to the land of Israel. Thank God, Baruch Hashem, you gave me land, you gave me the holy land, you gave me farming land. And I'm here, Hashem, to say thank you. Arami Evidovi, the Jew goes into the background of the fact that Laban tried to destroy our ancestor Yaakov. Life wasn't always easy. They're always out to get us. Until he finishes the whole portion. Hashem Until the point where the verse says that you have given me Hashem. Now, what language is this declaration made in by the farmer? Remember, not every farmer is a scholar. Not every farmer is literate. Nevertheless, this should only be read in the original Hebrew tongue. As it says, You shall respond and declare, which is an emphasis. You shall respond and declare. using this exact language. Yudalah, a very important rule, and I've actually talked about this in the past in talks I've given. Borisheino, once upon a time, there was a time that when it came to the presentation of Bikurim, whoever could read Hebrew would read it. Whoever couldn't read Hebrew, Makrani so said they would read it before him and he would respond. So the Kohen would say word for word with him. Then what happened was that singled out the illiterate people and it made them feel stupid. Nimnu What happened was, so people who couldn't read Hebrew stopped bringing Bikurim because they were singled out. Because they didn't want to be embarrassed. Hiskinu Bezdin, the courts ordained, that everyone should be dictated to. Whether you know how to read or not, the Kohen says, word for word. And the point that I made in the talks that I've given on this law is that there are certain cultures today who claim if you're learned, you're a great Jew. If you're ignorant, you're barely a Jew. You don't count. Let's separate ourselves from you. Let's isolate ourselves from you. Here we see just the opposite. That they prevented the learned people from doing it themselves so as not to embarrass the unlearned ones. Teaches us how central the Torah approach is to make the unlearned and the illiterate feel comfortable in a setting of service of Hashem. Very important law. Yud base 12. Again, this is very beautiful. It's important for our children to know these laws. Hamei habikurim, the one who brings the firstfruits to Jerusalem. As he's carrying them from miles to Jerusalem... He has permission to give it to his servant, to his relative along the way, until he comes to the Temple Mount. Why? Because when you schlep something for miles, it's heavy. However, when he comes to the Temple Mount, the person himself puts the basket on his shoulders, even if he was a great king in Israel, and he enters until he comes to the courtyard. And he makes the declaration. And he's still holding the basket. He says he I declare today to God, my God, and so on, etc. Then he brings the basket off of his shoulder. The and he holds it at the edge of the basket. He holds it at, at the rim. The maniach by virtue of the fact that the farmer holds it from the top, the kohen could put his hands underneath. and then there is what's called the wave offering. The kohen holding it from the bottom waves it. The and he reads vayered Love on the Aramite tried to destroy my forefather Jacob. And then we descended to Egypt and we survived. Until he finishes the portion which says, And you brought us to this beautiful land and you gave me my farm and here is my first fruits. And thank you very much. Or as my Rosh Hashiva used to say, Thank you, vera That means in Yiddish, thank you, you should become a decent human being instead of very much, vera O manichei and then he sets it down on the side of the altar, bekeren Dremis maravis in the southwest corner, bedreimah shalkeren, in the south side of the corner. he bows to Hashem, and he goes out. How do we know they have to be waved? It's in the verse. The Kohen takes the basket and waves it. That the bikurim are also waved. Just as it needs to be waved, there's usually a peace offering that's brought with it. The she'er and all the Levites get around and they sing. It's a whole production. As it says, as it says. Mr. Jew says the Torah, you have to rejoice. You have to celebrate your blessings. You can't take the blessings for granted and complain about what's not good. And this is one of the parts that I said our children have to be raised with this. Very often our children, who are innocent children, or in the cases of some of us, our grandchildren, they see us complaining about all that is not good. They never hear us Thanking Hashem for all that is good. The lesson in Bikurim is we have to say Baruch Hashem with a parade. There has to be a whole fancy presentation. Thanking God and rejoicing for that which is good. Talk about my grandchildren. One walks in. Marbahan, as it says, you should rejoice with all the good you have. We must thank Hashem for all of our good. A parallel law, the festivals it says, you shall rejoice in your festival. Just as on the festivals. How do we rejoice? By bringing peace offerings and then sitting with our friends and family like the old MCI, and eating the meat, Af hoy here also, Bishlamim, that along with Bikurim come peace offerings. Nevertheless, Vayner the offering does not stop the Bikurim process if one does not bring it. And I never do this because we learn Rambam, but I'm going to present the challenge to everybody. Take a few minutes today and celebrate all the good and make sure your family sees you. They'll probably ask you, what's wrong with you? Are you, are you taking Prozac again? Yud When do we sing? When do we express this thanks to Hashem? When does this choir presentation happen? Zora, Once the farmer reached the courtyard. The Levites begin and they start singing and reading. Hashem. I will exalt you, Hashem because you've uplifted me. Thank you, Hashem. Wow. <coughs> Life is good. Yudalid, closing paragraph of this chapter. One of the requirements of the Bikurim ritual is that the one who presents the Bikurim must spend the night in Jerusalem. I guess they want a, the hotel occupancy rate to go up. Ketzad, how does it work? The farmer brings his first fruits to the Beis Amigdash, and he reads his declaration, and he brings his peace offerings. If all of that happened, for example, on Tuesday, he should not leave Jerusalem on Tuesday. To go back home, even though he has, a, as we call it today, a night flight. A red eye. I guess they had red eye horse and buggies too. <coughs> red eye donkey cart. He should sleep in Jerusalem. And he should return tomorrow to his town. Shemar. <coughs> The verse says exactly that. "Ufanisa, Nisa, you shall turn around in the morning, and go back to your tent, but you sleep in Jerusalem at night. Here the Nambam brings down, that kol peinah min Amigdash in general, whenever you're departing from the base of when you get there, la yiyu should only be in the morning and some people say that the reason is because you want to show that you're hesitant to leave nimtas Aimer. so therefore in conclusion we say shabikurim tunish that there are seven requirements of bikurim one havo asmokim that they be brought to the right place which is Jerusalem ukli they have to have a vessel a container or a basket Three, Ukriah, the declaration must be recited. Four, the korban, an offering must be brought along with it. Five, the the Levites have to sing and do their choir thing and praise Hashem. Six, utnufa, it has to be waved by the kohanim. And seven is velina that the person has to remain overnight in Jerusalem. End of chapter three.